love it. Like I grew to love my space and respect my space and time because people don't. No, they people don't. don't. And that's another thing. Like people I really respect my space. Like they don't give a fuck. I enjoy my alone time because I realize that there's going to be a point in my life where I'm not going to be alone for a long time. Whether it be within living with my family or having a partner or having a child. Like, those moments of silence, there's not a whole lot of those moments either. There's not. So it's like you... I do appreciate those moments for what they are. That's good, man. And, like, I've realized that, like... But there's some times where, like, the silence fucking just smothers the shit out of me you know what I mean like it's like how you like appreciate it when you want to appreciate it you can't pick and choose you just gotta accept it for what it is at that moment oh yeah totally I mean you know speaking from a single mom point of view like the only quiet time I get to myself in any given day is two hours in the morning in between when I drop him off and when I go to work and I sit here on this porch and I'll look at those trees and I'll you know, I'll listen to everything going on around, and I'll just sit here with a coffee, and just be, and even up in the other apartment, I would do that at night, I would sit on my porch at night, because on that porch, you have a clear view of the tree line, where the moon rises, mm-hmm. every night, in front, yeah. you know, and I would watch it rise up, and, and roll this way into the sky, and it was just always one of my favorite things to do, I would sit on my porch sometimes, almost all night, listening. Well, that's what I love about, like, on Thursdays, when I wake up, and you've already taken dance to school, and I'm, like, I have successfully logged myself into the fucking couch, like, I do not exist, <laughs> I am part of the cushions, <laughs> I am a pile of blankets and He's always so nervous to go up to you, because he doesn't want to wake you up, but he so does. He's so quiet, he's like, just help me. Yeah, because you're a bitch when you first wake up. <laughs> you're not I mean, like, I like I have to, like, throw shit at my sister to wake her ass up. Like, I know better than to go tap on her because she's going to swing as soon as... Oh, I don't touch anybody in the morning. Oh, absolutely mm-hmm. not. I've I had way too many... I've had way, way, way too many things. The only thing I want to be touched with in the morning is a hard dick. Yo. I mean, and that's, like... Butt. I mean, <clears throat> that morning... First off, morning sex is the best anyway, but, Yo. like... Like, Except the fucking breath that we all have in the morning. Yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. why you really don't get, like, you just kind of... You don't make out. That's mm-hmm. why I don't climax, is because, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to. I just I make him go down on me first. Oh, yeah, I can taste totally. with my pussy. Yeah, seriously. Well, and then I, I just feel bad for my dragon breath. Just, you know? <laughs> when I pee, like when I go off work. I snore and talk, so 90% of my mouth like tastes like nasty. Yes, like, keep a bottle of Listerine by your bed. Swish, swish. All right, let's do this. I, no, I, mean, I have stale drinks. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have stale oh, ass drinks. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. I got Not that, that H2O. It I got the H2O. I, like, always, right I always have a tumbler of water. Like, I literally, like, literally, do like, not. I gotta, cannot cup. have anything. I cannot go without a drink in my hand. <laughs> like your yeti it, cup literally looks like hell if i don't drink <laughs> booze if i'm not drinking booze like i'm drinking water like that it's like beer or water that's pretty much it my i'll my, drink a red bull like to get my day going like every once in a while but like my fucking blood type is mountain goddamn dew like yeah, gross I, mean, I don't know I, how you don't have like fucking kidney stones I don't, dude, I don't know i don't know what's wrong with me like Ugh, i've got to take a pee do you think my nails are done Probably. Uh, you shouldn't well, I don't know. be gentle do you have a, with them. Give me your, do you have your phone on you? Um, yeah. Give I'll me a flashlight. 
I don't know why the bugs found the one place I don't have like any protection. It's my it's ankles. Your fucking ankles. Yo, I've got like sixteen bug bites. I'm not even kidding. I mean, we are in the south. This is what. But I also when you go like, outside. I'm just, hey, hey, since you're going inside, they're tight. Will you love me a long time and get me a beer? Oh, Can yeah. I have a cigarette? Can you have one or do you want one? Will, will you get me oh, one? Yeah, gladly. All right, grammar Nazi. <laughs> Yeah, and so she's wearing a tie-dye. It's such, it's such a pocket. It's a grateful, it's a knockoff <laughs> grateful dead shirt I got from fucking Warped Tour. It's a capstan band. It's not even. Uh, but like, it's cool though. But Ian, I like, like that when tie-dye. I went to, when I went to pick this fucking shirt out, Ian was like, don't you fucking get that shirt. And I was like, I'll take a small. <laughs> and he was like so pissed. And like now every time like I go into like record like on Tuesday, I'm like, I'm gonna wear my Grateful Dead shirt that Ian hates. So he has to hug me in it. <laughs> I like your attitude. He's like, you're a fucking hippie. I was like, you love me. Ian Ian is such the like atypical like I wouldn't say like British punk, but like Americanized British punk. Like, he's what SLC is all about. He showers. SLC punk. He fucking showers. Well, that's good. I used to know this guy that uh, was like, well, I knew him in high school, and he had this big mohawk, and he would shower like three, four times a day. Like he was obsessed with being clean, but he had this big, giant septum ring, like a bull. And you know, there was a short time in my life where I was like, yeah, I'd hit that, but that diminished very quickly. Um, because then he turned into a really nasty gutter punk that has literally traveled this world, hopping trains, like, you know, and now he's, like, just crusty and gross. Oh. It's it's so sad. It's so sad. But I watched that transition. Ugh, man, shower. Oops. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> shower. Blackie. Blackie. What's up, kitty? Neighborhood Tomcat coming to see what's up to ladies. Giant ball cap. Giant balls. Literally these balls drag the floor. And they're hairy as fuck too. I keep meaning to do this spay neuter release with him but when do I have the time to do that? Never. Like never. 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 I keep it pushing. My Russell name said is something Brittany. To me the other I day. always gotta go pick up my son. Fuck off. <laughs> I do. Always gotta go pick up your son. Always. I love your son. He's a little hellion and a half. He's my kid, man. I mean, that's expected, you know? I mean, coming from you. Coming from me and Russell. Ooh. It's going to be one hell of... It's like trying it's to three, mix, trying to make fire. Fi- I got 15 years left. Yeah? I have 15 more years of this. That's not so bad. You're like a... I'm three years in, like a, and I'm, like, this close to like ripping eighth, my hair out. You're, like, an eighth of the way through. <laughs> Suck my dick. <laughs> Suck my proverbial guar monster alien cock. Cut or uncut. You bitch. Um, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. My technique totally changes cut or uncut. Ugh. I'm <laughs> serious. <laughs> Speaking of technique with someone who's uncut, why don't you share that? Because I've only ever been with one dude that was not circumcised, and he was British, and it was gross. So, okay, yeah, that's disgusting. It was gross. First of all. Because he had dick cheese. He had dick cheese. He didn't know how to clean his penis. It was gross. Yeah, I broke up with him real quick. Please tell me. I did not go down on that. Thank you. I saw that, and I was like, "Eh, cool, I don't feel like this at all anymore. Nope. Dick cheese. Um, you gotta, like... You gotta like roll, kind of like roll them down, like work them down, and uh-huh. then you have to work the foreskin separately. 
than the head, and the head is going to be like ultra, ultra, ultra sensitive. sensitive. Yeah. Stephanie gave me Colossox, so my little ankles won't get bit by the ankle bites. We're talking know, about um, like we're, we're talking about the difference how to give head to an uncircumcised penis. Okay, so I never actually tried it, but like I did, I won't. But to be quite frank, I'm only huh, frank. Oh my God, she literally I'm, gave you the rainbow dash. Socks. I'm putting <gasps> them on over top of my socks. Did you get my cigarette? No. You're right. No, I got it. Too late. You're in the swing. You're gonna kick her beer uh, over with your crazy. I'm not gonna care about sucking dick though. No, like it, you, it's just something else to work with. Ah. And it is definitely a different sensation when you fuck them. Oh yeah, for like, sure, for sure. But like, yeah, you gotta go. It's kind of like its own appendage almost. You gotta work it kind of separately, and then yet again you don't. Like right. you gotta be gentle with it. It it like. An so, uncircumcised penis is way more sensitive. You have I've to only be ever, I've only ever fire experienced sexually one uncircumcised. Me too. Penis. Same. Me too. No, and two, two, two. It was the easiest hand job I've ever given ever. in my life. <laughs> so fast. And so fast. Oh, it was embarrassing because the foreskin will like rub the it's head. It's automatic it's lubrication. Like it it's like you don't even have to unsheath you. it. You just leave it in there and you, you just let it, it go. You don't have to spend nothing. On it. Nothing. Nothing. No effort Nothing. at all. I've only... In the Look other, at her face. The only... <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, first off, like, the only time I've ever successfully completed a hand job was in, when I was, like, in, like, when I first, like, probably 13 years old in the movie theater, and it was through somebody's pants. So, like... Oh, my God. Okay, like, so, yeah. So, I'm about like, to tell you I've all never, the like, story. I've never, like, actually, like, experienced, like, a, like, a successful hand job. Like, hey, can I jerk you off? No, bitch. Suck my dick. Like, come on. Be a woman. You know, like, I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but, like, if I'm going to, like, get you off, I might as well, like, do a good job at it. I agree. I'm all about giving a man pleasure. I'm all about knowing how to use my fucking hands. But, I mean, I can, there's lots of other things I can be doing with my hands if I'm using my mouth for something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can can be taking your nails up their shins. You can be running under your thighs. So many things. Up their sides. Up the sides of their rib. Nobody ever touches right up here. Nobody ever touches... A man's shins. They fucking in die her thigh, for Inner thigh. Inner thighs. Oh, and like that, that spot that's right above the butt, like that, yeah. that muffin top spot. Mm-hmm. Just mm, right down his yeah, butt. Yeah, so right, I've never sucked a really uncircumcised penis, but like I would like to. So, the guy I lost my virginity to is Figure my boyfriend for a time. And I did side gigs as babysitter for the neighborhood soccer moms. And one day... I'm watching this, like, four-year-old, five-year-old kid. And he is glued to the fucking television. Oh. Glued to the television. Please tell me Was it in mom and dad's bed? No, no, no. I sat there with my boyfriend sitting behind me. And we were kind of laid up on the sofa. And I gave him a hand job behind myself. Okay. While this kid was staring at a TV. And I made him come in his pants. Oh, I did that at a drive-in movie theater. And I'm just made for fifth. No, like we like as soon as the parents came home and they saw I had my boyfriend over, they were like, "I was like, okay, we gotta go by," and we just left. And like they never called me again. Dude, like threw away his pants and underwear that night. (laughs) I don't know what he did afterwards, but yeah, I totally jerked off my boyfriend while like a four or five year old kid. I was baby. I'm a bad babysitter. Got my boyfriend in the show. I I never got to babysit. I know, you it didn't sucks. want me to babysit your children. I was never trusted with children because I didn't have any siblings. Well, no, I wasn't trusted with children because 
Also, I, mean, I hate kids. I'm me. Well, no, not like in that, that sense. Like, I just like I don't know. Like, I am a child, but like I don't know how to interact with I, like with a child in that sense because I I don't know. It's, it's pretty di- easy. It's different for me because like I don't have children. I feel like when you become like a mother or like or like I'm an aunt to my nephew and like, but I know that like I'm allowed to spank his butt or like I know I'm allowed to discipline him. With other people, I feel like there's this kind of like stigma where like it's not correct for me to like correct your child whereas like in the back in the day it was more so it takes a village to raise a child mentality like if you're if which you're, is very much my mentality busy, by if the you're way. busy like at the grocery store trying to get something off the top shelf and i see your kid grabbing a glass bottle me i'm gonna go up and be like no 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 yeah because i see too. that you're busy but like other people would look at that scenario so and be offended. like that's not my problem or they would be upset with you if you were to intervene i'm like so it's like the touchy so that that's where my interaction with children becomes very well let me just make this very clear then I, I very much have a, it's a tribe mentality and anybody that i trust enough to invite into my home like i trust you as like in regards to any way you're interacting with my kid mm-hmm. and the, you know what i mean like if you if i'm out here smoking a cigarette because i need a break and he's doing something stop him mm-hmm. do, do it because he's got to learn that to like everybody exactly he's got to learn where he, where his place is mm-hmm. and if i'm going to continue to have people coming in and out of my house and if i'm going to continue to have you know friends and create this kind of social environment that's mm-hmm. the re- what i'm trying to do is when I grew up, my cousins were living with me. My grandma was living with me. My friends were always my over. My sisters' friends were over all the time. It was like a very open social. But because of that, I feel like I matured so much faster than a lot of my peers, mm-hmm. and that is absolutely what I'm trying to do with my son. Yeah, socialization is really, really key. But more importantly, like he's a little boy, and like yeah. I have a bunch of chicks over. Like I mean, yes, at some point in my life, I'd love to have a partner, and I'd love to have like multi- like men and women over. Like you know what I mean? Like that would be really cool. But for now, you know, he, my biggest thing with him, especially in this, in this society now, I want him to respect women. Oh, absolutely. And so if he's being technically, quote unquote, raised by a group of women, each woman has a different, has the right to put him in his place. Every woman has the right to put him in his place. Yeah, and, like, that's, like, my thing, like, because, like, I would view it, like, that's the way I see it, like, because, like, honestly, like, with my sister and her current situation, um, which, you know, you don't know necessarily the entirety of it, Shelby knows a little bit more, that's just... Because I've been around. It's been yeah, around, or, so, situationally speaking, like, <laughs> we, when things hit the fan with her fa- the father of her child, it took what like we there was like 10 different women that like don't like that started like a like a quiet GoFundMe and like sent her $500 so that she could like get moved out of the house and like get herself situated and like sent her packaging tape and boxes and like it was like and she, why didn't nobody told me nobody, about this and they didn't tell me about it but they didn't tell me about it because they knew that I was already doing what I could yeah and it was very very quiet and it was very yeah, like, like, I can I appreciate that, but, like, the the idea behind it that, like, my sister needing assistance and her realizing that she is surrounded by a bunch of women and a bunch of people that are willing to help her raise and make Waylon or right. make Vance or 
help create a beautiful person. She's sleeping, man. Sleeping, yeah. yeah, she's working. Like, a, just a beautiful person. Yeah. It's a little person. It's a little human being. You know what I mean? Like, we're not... All of us just need to contribute just a little bit of something good. Yeah. They, uh... Comes on. It's not. No. They live here at, uh... He comes by and talks to Stephanie sometimes in the garage. Oh, okay. I think sometimes she bums in cigarettes. Oh, okay. That's what they're after. Oh. No, because they're not... No. No. I don't give cigarettes to neighborhood children. Fair. I don't either. I'm not, I'm just, I'm not person to, I'm like, uh, like, if Lindsay, Lindsay knows better than to ask me to buy her booze, but, like, if she were to, like, ask me to buy her booze, I'd be like, dude, like, like, I'm all for, like, I'm all for, you know, I did the shit, but, like, I don't want to, like, contribute to, like, something bad happening to you. Right. Because, like, I think of the worst scenario, and I think of myself as being responsible, and, like, I love you, and I care about I will come pick you up. Like, I will do whatever, but, like, I don't know if I want to support. I mean, I will, I will drink beers with you at my house. You stay at oh, my yeah. house the night. Yeah. Like, I'll get fine. drunk with you, but I'm not going to buy you booze and not send you to a party. Booze. No. Yeah, no. Like, no, no, no. if I'm there, like, cool, you can drink wine or beer or whatever, but, like, I know that, like, in the back of my head, I'm momming, so, like, I'm in, not in charge of you, but I'm gonna make sure that you're alright. Nothing bad's yeah. gonna happen to you, but if I send you off away, I can't, I yeah. can't mentally or myself to do that. So my, um, so my, like, I was telling you, my cousins came to live with me from California, and my, it was my cousin Sarah and my cousin Jimmy, and my cousin Sarah was seven years older than me. My little sister is seven years younger than me, so in my eyes, she was my big sister, and when her and Jimmy went at, to half an hour away to the city in Columbia to go to Mizzou, um, I would go and visit her sometimes at her apartment. And I was a, a middle schooler hanging out at a college, at a college fucking apartment. Mm-hmm. And like, booze. Booze, like, drugs, weed, cigarettes, anything I wanted I could have there. Man, it's gonna be a fight. Yo, I'm not working tonight. Yeah, I am. That's what happens when people don't know how to train their dogs properly. Also, that you get... I'm sorry. Like, quit walking towards the dog. Walk somewhere else. He wants to be that old man that tries to tell... You know, he wants to be the one that tells you... But if your dog gets killed, like, you approach the situation. Yeah, you literally walked into that shit. Egos. It's all about egos. Yeah, we have a small dog. (laughs) I got a small dog because my tiny penis is... No, he's got a small dog because nobody loves him. Fair. But that dog is needy and will sit in his lap and love him. Oh, yeah, Arnold. Oh, Arnold's rotten. But he's a good dog, though. I want to bring him over next time I come over. Okay. He's good with other dogs. He loves kids. Sure. He's such a chill dog. I am... He loves cats, too. Cool. No, he, like, he grew up with a cat. Okay. That's cool. You know my son got bit in the face by a dog, right? No, I did not know that, but I've been bitten by it. Right here. It, like, barely missed his eye, punctured his nose, tore some skin here, and he had to get some stitches up here after he had already had stitches up here from busting his head open falling off his tricycle. (laughs) Yeah, and it was my dog that bit him. Yeah. And I had to put him down. Yeah. Because I couldn't find him at home. Oh, yeah. Like, and, like, with that, like, I, that's an understandable. Point being, I don't want him to have a fear of dogs. Oh, no. Arnold's, like, little dog. Super chill. So, that's why I'm saying, yes, please bring your dog. Yeah. Because 
you want you know, he lives with dogs here. Him. There's still a dog in my mom's house. Like, yeah. you know, having being exposed. Yeah, I don't want him to grow up with a fear of dogs because he got bit by a face. I mean, I was bit when I like I was bit in the face when I was six by like a lab. I got like my my nose like the this fleshy yeah. bridge here like got like lacerated and yeah. like I had like stitches, but like. And I remember, like, a super aggressive child that lived, like, right next door and, like, would always, like, charge the fence at me. But, like, I, I mean... I, you were never scared. No, because, like, I'm also an empath, so it's, like, I can... Like, today, like, I, like, got bit by, like, a puppy, but that's not because the dog was, like, being fear. It was my lack of holding, my lack of restraint. Most of the time, I can read a, a dog yeah. better. I can read dogs better than I can read people, period. <laughs> like, I can seriously tell you that dog... Speaking of reading dog's gonna fucking bite you. Be ready to give you a reading soon. That would so. be lovely. Um, what my mom said to me about the whole teeth biting thing, though. Um, anything that has teeth can and will bite. Yep. It was something I learned when I got bit in the face. And I was older. I was probably about six or seven. So it was definitely more of a present fear of dogs for me. But that I learned... I guess fairly well because I mean it doesn't mean that they want to bite; they just can. Well, they it's, will. It's that it's natural. Well, it's that their language. Like for me, I did a lot of behavior and like body language um, in the shelter because we would do behavior testing. But like their their language is different than our language, right? And so you have to com- they communicate differently than we do, right? So when we approach somebody and we were greeting somebody, what do we do? Stand straight on, shake their hand, posture up, super dominant. When you're approaching a dog, you can't have that kind of, like, mentality. So, with, with, like, behavior, they're distracting me. Sorry, I'm I'm just, I'm sitting here, like, fucking picking my nose and shit. Um, She's bored, because she's bored, she's not talking in the conversation with us. I'm not bored. I'm not bored. Go, go, go. Bored. All right. I'm not bored. Um, behavior. Behavior. They talk differently. So, yeah, they do. They do. They speak a lot different. So, like, if we don't listen to the, the, their language, then they're going to react in the only way that they know how to. Right. And, like, the way that I learned, like, what, like, I learned as far as, like, interacting with dogs, like, for me to not be fearless, like, it's not like I'm not fearless. Like, I'm, I'm smart. I know when to be afraid of a dog. But it's more so, I understand that it's not a matter of if I get bit, it's when and how bad it's going to be. Right. I'm going to be bit in my job. Right. By a cat, by a dog, I'm going to be lunged at by a Great Dane that doesn't want me in the fucking room. Like, it's going to happen. Right. It's just a matter of how I react to the situation and how severely that bite's going to be. Like, I got bit by a puppy today. The dog was broke its femur. Like, it's going to want to bite me for me trying to put it in a cast. So right. it was just my lack of holding and my lack of restraint. It wasn't like the dog is aggressive. Right. It's well, and that was the thing. That was the thing with my dog is that it wasn't that he was aggressive. It was he's old. He was like twelve or thirteen. He was laying on the couch asleep, and Vance jumped up on the couch yeah. and got on one of his legs that is hurt. Yeah. And the dog yelped and bit. It's a reaction. It's not right. But but everybody in my family was like, oh, you got to put him down now. And I'm like, no, he's not aggressive. No. It's not that he intended to bite him. And there, everybody was just like. You're just defending him because he's your dog. Like, you need to put him yeah, down. Yeah, but ultimately you made the, the choice that was 
necessary. Well, yeah, but, I mean, I tried to find them a home. None of the shelters, afford. none of the shelters would help me. They and the ones that it. are the ones that are out in the country that take dogs like that would never return my emails or phone calls at all. That's um, hard. They, they legally fostered. can't take your dog. Right, legally they can't. And I, you know, I had a lady that was. We had a trial foster week, and all week she was like, "I love him, I love him, I love him." And then the seventh day rolls around, and she says, "I just don't think I have time for a dog." Well, it's like, and that's that's the thing is like they're me working in animal like I worked in nonprofit for a long time, worked in adoption and shelter work, and like that was primarily like that's where I started. That was my primary. Like there wasn't a lot of resources when I was in. Like you can take them to, to the, the Charles Sam Society. But just because they identify themselves as a no-kill community doesn't mean that they don't euthanize. They do euthanize, but they also ship a lot of the dogs that are going to be euthanized. They ship them out to different shelters to be euthanized. So it's not like, like I, I can't quote that specific shelter, but nine times out of ten, if a shelter identifies themselves as a no-kill community, that's what it is. They're, out, they're shipping them out so that they don't have the death on their books. Right. But there are reasons, there are valid reasons for it. Yeah. Like, I've euthanized dogs that have bitten multiple children. I've euthanized dogs that were siblings, but the one sibling kept attacking the other, trying to kill it. Like, I've, like every scenario possible, I've euthanized dog for it. It's just, you, with those scenarios, you have to make the right choice. Like, as far as, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to pick my child over my, yeah. my dog. I and mean, like 100%. My, and like you didn't make it wasn't it was a hard choice but you yeah it wasn't the wrong choice but I mean it was also a part of my Saturn return so generally okay so your Saturn depending upon your birth chart right and where Saturn sits um around your it takes 29 point something years for Saturn to come around the earth so from the moment you were born where Saturn was basically when you turn 30 that's your Saturn return and so where Saturn is in the houses versus on where it was when you were born kind of tells you how severe that Saturn return is going to be. Um, and for me, it was not good. It was literally Rocco, my dog, out of my old life. Like, I would say if you break your life into three parts, you've got three chapters. You've got 129, you've got 30, 30, 30. If you live to be 90, right? Yeah, talking. 30, 30, 30. If we're talking numerology, we're talking tarot, right? We're, we're talking in tens and nines. and So, three, six, nine. Um, so at that point in my life, I had shed, I had shed all of the mental and emotional baggage of that first chapter of my life. I was excited to be moving into the second part of my life because, Mm -hmm. you know, I've got a son now and I've got all these great things going for me. Like this is a new chapter, like, you know, set some affirmations. Um, but Rocco was the only thing that I had left from that time in my life. Yeah. And then the universe made me give it up in the hardest way. That was my Saturn return. A hard, hard, but also significant to yeah. where you realize I the finality to, of it. Yeah, it was. It was the finale. Absolutely. So, so, and that, and that in itself is like almost like a beautiful thing. It's like such a bittersweet thing. You know what I think? It just reaffirms my 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 feelings and my thoughts for how the universe works in the first place. I mean, yeah. You want to well, know what mine? Mine's gonna, mine's going to be moving out of downtown. That's the, that's the last straw. That's you don't the know last straw I have. You you can't predict that because I feel like that's going to be coming sooner than sooner than you turn thirty, baby. Yeah, it's coming fair. sooner than later. You know it. That I that, know, that's I know like coming. that's like for you that that's your next. I feel like that's like one of your next steps is like to get out of the the that toxic cesspool. No, I feel garbage. like it's like just like 
they're all drowning literally in the fucking sewer water you know what i mean like they're literally building uh they're building a foundation under a sea level so like all you're gonna do is like rot from the ground up so you might as well just hightail it the fuck out get the higher ground i'm just tired of it i mean yeah i can see it you need to get the fuck out of there dude oh yeah I'm happy I live all the way the fuck up here because it's a pain in the ass to go downtown from here. Alright, I'm hungry. Ooh, I brought, I brought dip. Yo, you brought dip? Alright, we're gonna go eat some dip and Fritos and be fat yeah. babes.